Hello and welcome to the Forum Finance podcast. All you need to know about finance right here. Hello everyone, my name is Cyril Lurfer. I've taken over the role of Chief Investment Officer at Forum Finance since Nigel's early retirement at the end of June 2023. It is with a certain amount of stage fright that I'm recording this first postcard today, so I hope you will bear with me on this first one. The aim of today's podcast is twofold. It will cover the review of the first half of the year, and secondly, to share with you our preferences and conviction in terms of investment choices. Let's start with the first half review. To do so, I have chosen five key events or themes that marked this period on the review. The first is a very strong performance of so-called risky assets after a traumatic 2022 for both equity and fixed income investors. Indeed, the first half was a breath of fresh air, with equity prices rising sharply despite inspiring level of economic activity in Germany and in China. Equity indices in the US, Europe and Japan posted double digits returns, but it is worth pointing out the wide dispersion of returns across and within sectors. This dispersion became particularly accentuated during the second quarter after the markets had given back most of their initial gains following the Silicon Valley Bank collapse early March. Bond investors, meanwhile, posted positive returns, particularly in corporate bonds, while holders of long-dated government bonds once again recorded negative returns due to the rising long-term rates. The second highlight of the period was the narrow participation in the equity rally. Indeed, only portfolio heavily exposed to large technology stocks were fully rewarded. In the US, the seven largest companies, all tech companies, were up 86% on average over the first six months of 2023. Meanwhile, the other 493 companies of the index in aggregate have barely moved over the same period. In Europe, Large technology companies like ASML and ACP have been joined by LVMH and L'Oreal as key contributors to the market surge, explaining more than 40% of the index performance. The third highlight was the positive momentum on the US economy while the Eurozone, and in particular Germany, was on the brink of recession. Early June, the World Bank revised its forecast for the U.S. growth for 2023 to 1.1% from 0.5% in January. At the same time, the Eurozone GDP growth is now expected at 1.1% and 1.6% for 2023 and 2024 respectively. The key positive change underpinning this revision is the fall in energy prices and abating supply chain disruptions. The fourth theme was the hawkish tone used by the Fed and ECB officials. Indeed, the persistence of high core inflation has emerged as a key risk, as it could lead to more monetary tightening. However, lower energy prices have, for the time being, reduce headline inflation with immediate effects on demand and financial markets. In June, the Fed decided to all rate unchanged, but most Fed members agreed at the time that at least one additional 25 basis point hike will be required by year end. In fact, the Fed hiked 
uh, by 25 basis points in July. In June as well, the European Central Bank raised its deposit facility rate by 25 basis points to 3.5% and made it clear that further rate hikes should be expected at the next meeting in July. They have indeed hiked by 25 basis points in July, while the Bank of Japan remained dovish and will continue to support the fragile economic recovery despite stronger than expected inflation rates. The final highlight for the second half was the weak commodity prices. Indeed, broad commodity indices index recorded negative returns in Q1 and Q2, making it the worst asset class in our investment universe with minus 5 and minus 2.5% respectively as global growth slowed, energy conservation and mild weather helped reducing the energy demand, while rapid expansion of LNG capacity mitigated pressure on the natural gas front. Prices of base metal eased as well due to the weaker global demand, in particular the slower-than-expected demand rebound in China. In precious metal, gold delivered mid-single-digit returns over the period. Now let's move on to the second part of this podcast, our investment recommendation. In the current environment, where the major risk is clearly a more marked um, and deeper economic slowdown, combined with a slow decline in inflation, we should indeed be very close to the high point on the US interest rate, while Europe led by the ECB, will reach these points with a slight time lag. On the other hand, China's accommodative policy and the hope of supportive measure to the economy should bolster and support the Chinese economy. Current bond yields offer an attractive risk-return profile, while equity are certainly less attractive on a valuation standpoint and um, with the exception of emerging markets. In this context, we remain underweight in equities, close to the neutral point and neutral allocation in fixed income, with a preference for credits over duration. And finally, we remain overweighted in alternatives with an emphasis towards strategies such as global macro and trend following. I hope you have enjoyed listening to this podcast and look forward to seeing you soon. I wish you an excellent end of day. All the best, Cyril.